This is Living Proof Radio, May 2024. All of our full episodes are available on our Patreon with weekly drops, a Patreon-only radio show, and Living Proof magazine delivered to your house every issue, as well as our entire members-only library backlog. Patreon.com slash York. Yo, thank you so much. Of course. Uh, super hyped to make this happen on site. Um, different from Flushing Queens, right? A lot different. Yeah. You, you want to know something funny? The We started this show in Flushing Queens. Oh, great. Uh, out of my crib. and uh, Where? Which, where? Right on... Uh, my stop was uh, Main Street Flushing. Yeah, so, my, so my pretty much stop, yeah. I was on uh, Roosevelt Avenue. Yeah, yeah. Like a few well. blocks up in... Uh, in shot the Casino 142. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, what's up? Like, you This have is the first one we did outside, right? You, you, first you've never one. Yeah, look at Yeah, never done one outside. So uh, you have some sort of background in graffiti, right? I do. I used to dabble in... You know, I'm not going to go in here and boast like I was, uh, you know... Heavy in the streets, but yeah, I got you know I had yeah I have a history in, in the world in the subculture of graffiti for sure. Yeah, like what yeah. what era was like the time frame when you were? What you know, um, I grew up. I was lucky enough. I grew up um, kind of on the highway, so I grew up looking at you know I grew up off the Clearview Expressway, so I used to see when that was bombed, and um, and I also grew up on the seven train. And the Long Island Railroad, that whole area in Flushing, you know. So I seen, you know, de- like the old Dara, all those guys, um, DBI, Crush on the Highways, um, just yeah, that whole that whole era. But when I was come, you know, when I was, when I was uh, active was, I mean, ninety five, ninety four, to, you know, not too long ago. Yeah, that's when I was born, ninety five. That's yeah. crazy. Um, so wow, probably yeah. 95, 94, yeah. So you would just take the seven train and you'd see it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would take the seven train um, before they bu- started buffing the highways like crazy. I would see the Clearview smashed, um, but yeah, we take the seven train along the railroad with like Dara and Duel, all those pieces down there, um, and then the seven train obviously with. Oh yeah, Duel's Duel's from Flushing as well. Yeah, he still yeah, has yeah. shit running there yeah, too. Yeah, hell yeah, he still got stuff crispy down there, um, and then you know you do take the seven train and you'd obviously see all those guys, NATO and. Bruise and tees and you know all those rooftops was crazy. You mm-hmm. know, seeing that as a fucking twelve year old was. Yeah, and, and those rooftops are still grilled. Yeah, yeah. How often do you go out there? Not often. I'm here, man. I'm full time. I got a family out here. I'm uh, I'm full time LA. You know, I pop in and pop in and out. You know, I went back for a friend's wedding, seeing the boys and stuff. But you know, I try to get out as much as I can. You know, I need sometimes I need a little inspiration trip. To realize why I opened and why I moved out here and da da da, but yeah, I try to get back as much as I can. But you know, when you got a kid in a business, it's you know, it's it's a lot of moving parts. How many how many locations do you have? I have three locations now. I have one downtown, one that we're at right now on Third Street, and I have one in Studio City, and then I'm opening Vegas this year. Holy shit! Yeah, so I'm just you know, yeah. It's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, it's fun. You know, it's good. It's uh, you know. Not working for somebody else is, is it's nice, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how is the how is the quality of life out here? You would say versus like w- when you lived in New York, where you you were just in listen. I'm not I'm not like I'm not the guy to you know shit on New York and be the anti New York guy. But at the time of my life where I was, I wanted to move to L.A. I wanted I wanted I wanted to change the pace. I wanted to 
capitalize on the New York hustle that we got that I didn't see out here that I've seen that I, actually I've seen out here that I've seen my boys come out here and crush it and I felt like you know um, this was just where I wanted to be in my 30s you know I had a good, good run in my 20s in New York you know running around being a maniac and having fun going out all night but then I wanted to kind of just fall back and you know I like to you know get some sun you know when did you move out here um, eight years ago yeah it's been eight crazy it's been eight years yeah and now you just you feel way more like settled and oh yeah I'm fully yeah I'm it's my yeah it's home you know I'm not gonna lie um like I love New York I love I'm done with the winters man yo I'm done with that negative 15 degrees man that shit is not right now not seeing your friends for fucking uh two weeks because it's too cold it's it's brutal man I'm not not it's not I'm not, you know I'm good I like the sun no this is really nice man like right now in New York. It is absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah, this is the this you know this is kind of when I this moved. is the winter. Well, I moved out here Valentine's Day of you know of whatever year that was eight years ago. It was Valentine's Day. Um, I remember it vividly. It was negative fifteen degrees, going to JFK. I was like, pfft. came out here it was eighty. So what were you what were you doing in New York right prior to you moving? Prior to moving, I was working for a few clothing brands. I was doing uh, I was bartending. I was doing the door one nightclub. I was doing I was you know I was just grinding dude i was out there just i had my hands in like a little but a little bit of everything um and i kind of just was exhausted and i kind of was like something's got to give you know i'm working for you know i'm working for a lot of people and doing a lot of shit and i'm just like i needed to kind of clear my head and come out here and um recalibrate kind of and just uh figure out what i was going to do long term because that wasn't going to cut it long term you know that i was i was turning 30 at the time and i um yeah, I had like a little come to God moment where it was like, you know, um, what are you going to do? Are you going to be a bartender to your fucking, you know, you know, working for something? You know, I just didn't want to do it. No no offense to anybody who's, a, you know, but I was just like, that wasn't me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was kind of just like, something's got to give. Kind of moved out here, uh, got with the right people, had an idea and just, you know, made it happen. Kind of, I'm blessed. I mean, it, it translated, you know, well. Um, it's a very transplant city. So a lot of people were kind of looking for what I was kind of offering. Um because they're from, you know, Boston, Chicago, Philly, Miami, wherever they're from. They kind of looking for that, you know, that neighborhood deli spot they used to go to. And I, I opened up and it just it just hit. People enjoyed it. And, you know, it was I wasn't trying to do anything that wasn't, you know, out of the ordinary. I was just trying to make some classic sandwiches. I wasn't trying to reinvent the wheel or do some too foodie or, you know, I wasn't trying to be too gazy with it. I was just trying to just just do some classic joints. Yeah, yeah. And it just worked. People were just looking for it. How how long until you living here did you then like did you when you moved here were you saying oh I'm gonna move there and do this or I was here for a year, I was here for a year doing other stuff, I was working for I was working for Huff I was doing that I was doing like marketing for them, I was just doing I was just doing all types of odd jobs, um, and um, yeah then I had the idea after like being for here being here for a year, it was kind of like um, an idea me and my boy had we're like. Shot to Buscemi He was just like You know Kind of uh, Over a sandwich one, one afternoon We were just like Yeah what the fuck Like you know And it was just And it worked It was kind of Kind of crazy What was the starting up process like? I went to school um, Not to say that I actually went to school But I went I got I got, I went to I went through the ringer You know what I mean Being like a novice You know you know, entrepreneur and, and, and business owner It's like And also not knowing Los Angeles The, 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 the You know The the legalities and all that stuff. So it was a yeah, it was a, it was a crazy process to start up. Um, took me out two years to open, man. It was crazy. It you know? took you two years yeah. to open. What do you mean, like? Like it took me two years to get the place renovated, open permits, and all that stuff. 
So I really went through like the ringer. Like now I know it like the back of my hand because I've opened up them and I went through hell. But at the first time I was just some young, you know, I just had an idea like that. I wanted to open up a sandwich shop, not knowing that permitting and is and you know health department, all these crazy things you had to pay, and you know just signing leases with landlords and lawyers and all this crazy shit. It's like you know it was it was out of my wheelhouse. So that, when I say I went to school, like that's what I mean. I went like I just learned it on you know on the fly. You learned it on the job. Yeah. Which, yeah, I wish I had somebody guiding me. Yeah, it yeah. It saved me a lot more money. Yeah, yeah. No, I can imagine. It's <laughs> and crazy. time, you know. But, yeah, we made it happen. Finally, you know, it was a blessing. You know, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. So how do you feel now in terms of, like, the way that the business is going and just, like, it seems like, a you know, a thriving thing? I feel, honestly, every day I wake up and it's a trip. I'm blessed. <sighs> I mean, people rocking the hats. I mean, all that shit is just, like, it's, it's fucking crazy to me. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just, you know, I can't believe that we made it happen. I made it happen and with my partner, and it's just, it's a trip every day, you know. Yeah. I got a great staff, you know what I mean? I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily, I'm not your conventional boss either, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, it's like, it's fun. Like, I have a great crew with me, a great crew riding with me. You know, I'm trying to open up a few more of these things, and, um, yeah, it's just, it's a trip. Yeah, every day is a, yeah, it's a gift. How did you go about I'm assuming when you started, it was probably just you and, like, a handful of people. It was me and, like, five dudes. Just me, you know, some dudes are still with me. Some dudes left. They went, but some dudes came back. Um, yeah, it was just a crew, and we were just making some sandwiches. And, you know, I kind of just took what I grew up on. Um, you know, the classic delis going to New York. You know, you, I could name off 100 of them. Um, and just kind of just kind of took a little bits and pieces from each one and tried to kind of, you know, recreate what, what I grew up going to, you know, before, you know. Yeah. Was it strange, like, now you have more locations and, like, as the operation grows bigger, you need more staff, more people you can trust who are really down for your cause? Absolutely. Like, you know, it seems like this restaurant, it's, it's this, this deli, it's like uh, you, you don't want it to be just like, oh, a chain shop where, like, there's, like, personality to each one, you know? Yeah, I mean? it's so, tough. It's, it's honestly, that's, honestly, I'm dealing with, it's funny you're asking that question because I'm dealing with that right now, tr trying to be at every single one. You know, just be present. It's just like it's 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 crazy. It's a full time job. You yeah. know, I got to schedule my week out crazy. Like I got to be at this shop, this you know, this day. And yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a full time you know, it's a full time gig. And uh, it's like it's crazy trying to figure out, you know, which shops to be at. Luckily, I got a, I got a great crew. You know, yeah. I got they hold me down. They know what I want. They know what I want out of the customer service when they walk. People walk in, whether it's knowing the customer's name the order that they usually get you know offering them a cup of coffee while they wait that type of shit just trying to you know yeah. hospitality really of course yeah and they know they know what you know I, and i show them like i'll get back there and i'll do the register and i'll show them kind of like how how i want to maneuver you know how i want to treat people and stuff and it, yeah yeah because really when you're making uh something like this any business really but like your own physical location it's kind of like you're it's kind of like you're making it like your own piece of art your own like creation yeah like, it's got to look a certain way it's got to feel uh, a certain way yeah i'm obviously i'm obviously involved in that whole process and everything but yeah as far as you know the the customer service and the in the product goes that's definitely you know would you ever you haven't thought about opening up one in uh new york i have <laughs> i have I, I always do it's the biggest question i get yeah you know um i don't know I mean, I'm here. I live here. It'd be hard for me to operate it. You know what I mean? Imagine trying to, you know, be at all the shops. The car alarm's going off. Yeah, no, all good. It's good. <laughs> it keeps it uh, keeps it real. Yeah. Um, I would think about it every day, man. Uh, anybody who wants to operate Uncle Paul, he's hollering at me. Do, do you miss New York at all? Certain things, certain times. Not right now, obviously. But yeah, I miss my, I miss the boys. I miss the, you know, my crew. I got my family still out there in Queens. 
Um, but yeah, I do, but I'm so busy, you know what I mean? And also, it's like every week there's somebody here from New York. Like my boy Lyons, who was just on the podcast, yeah, he yeah. mentioned he was just here, I was kicking it with him. Like I get, I get bits and pieces, you know. Yeah. You know, um, people pop in and out, so it's kind of great. You know, Marty was just here; it's my yeah. man. So it's like, it's kind of cool. Like you know, they come out here, and, and a lot of uh, a lot of homies move out here. A lot of a lot of people are living out here now. Yeah. How do you feel like being from there affects like the way you are, what you do, how you approach your work? I mean, the New York hustle goes a long way, man. You know, that, that, I mean, I, I don't know if everybody has it, but yes, it, it definitely, uh, I don't know how it, I mean, just being, you know, grinding, like, you know, that those, you know, having those five jobs and not wanting to do that again keeps me pretty motivated. Yeah. So when you were in New York, that's what you were doing. You were just really yeah, just, like, I just, you know, paying fucking crazy rent, yep. you know, barely being able to pay it, eating top ramen, you know what I mean? Going out, hanging out, you know, eating Chinese food, $5. You know, final lunch specials, you know, and you know, it's like, yeah, it's uh, that, you know, keeps you and you're like, yo, dude, I don't want to, that's, that, that's good when you're in your like early twenties, but like, let's go. Come on. You know? Yeah. When did you move out of Flushing? Um, when I was like 21. Okay. Yeah. Moved to Ridgewood, lived in Ridgewood for a while. Then before I moved here, I lived on Eldridge and Broom downtown. Oh shit. Yeah. I was How there was for that? about five years. It was, it was, it was chaos, you know? You know, it was a gift and a curse. <laughs> what was your What was your crib like? <laughs> it was a, it was a, a three bedroom apartment with three roommates. Oh shit! Yeah, um, those t- right above Vanessa's dumplings. Okay, yeah. If you know Vanessa's dumplings, yeah, yeah. I know what's in those dumplings. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was crazy. It was uh, yeah. You know, it's going off all night. You know, and then in the morning you got you know morning the dude who fixed the motor. You know, the dude who you know the Asian delivery dude who um the delivery bikes. You know, with the little motor on him? Yeah, yeah. That dude who fixes all those bikes was downstairs under my apartment, right under my window. So if I went to bed at 6, 4 a.m., 5 a.m., that guy was, had 7, like, at 7 a.m., he had a line around the corner of dudes with delivery bikes. So it was like, it was just chaos. And then you walk out of your house, and it's like, you see, you know, all yeah. the homies, and you're in the middle of uh, everything. Yeah, you're chilling so, on the street. Some, yeah. Someone you know is going to walk by. Yeah, it was like, yeah. So it was nice to come out here and get a little peace and quiet, too. Yeah. yeah. In terms of like, uh, you know, Queens and New York and your upbringing, what, what was your upbringing like? What, what was the thing that I guess, like people know you for, for, for the deli and all that you do now, but what were you growing up? Like, were you, did you identify as like a writer? Did you identify as, yeah. like, what'd you identify as? Yeah, I was a writer. We did parties. We did a lot of parties in the, in, when I'm in my 20s. So we were doing promoting parties and doing all that stuff. But yeah, I was rolling around downtown just being a knucklehead. Yeah. Um, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, just I don't know. I can't. I can't. You gotta ask somebody else that question. I mean, I can't really tell you what what other people perceive me as. But yeah, yeah we were uh, we were a rowdy bunch. We had some fun. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk about like coming up with the smart crew dudes or anything like that? Yeah, I don't, I don't mind. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Those, that's my crew. I love those guys. Talk to them still to this day. Me and Action still talk. Talk to Marty. We got kids the same age. Talk to Mikey. Way so, my man. Uh, we were just talking to him last night. Um, yeah, May. Talked to May. I just seen him like a few weeks ago. He did he did a show. Those are my, that was my click when I was uh, coming up. You Bro, know? Smart yeah. Crew is one of those crews where like the people in it went and did really really great things even outside of graffiti. Yeah, I mean it's funny. It's yeah we all are kind of you know we all are you know yeah we're all doing our own thing in some different different you know whether it's real estate, art, you know, food, music, um, yeah. Yeah, we all kind of, uh, yeah, we're all still rocking. Rest in peace, Corn. You know, that was the guy, you know. Put a lot of us together. Yeah. Yeah. 
during that time period, um, I think it was like 2011, 2010, 2012, around there. Yep. Uh, I was really, really like me in, in my personal life influenced by the shit that the smart crew dudes were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We Just were out seeing there. the stickers, seeing some of the videos and like putting more of like a stylistic approach to like what they do. Um, the videos they'd make, or just shout, like shout out to Deceive, know? man. Deceive was the mastermind. Yeah, he was like, he was, he was definitely. Like, we all had our input. We were all out there doing what we did, but like Deceive definitely like brought us to the next. I think personally, you know, I knew Deceive since like junior high school in in, in Queens, um, and he really, he's like the, he was like, he was, he was the, he was the smarts behind Smart for sure, bringing that, you know, that the the branding of it, you know, with the, when it, when it's the stickers and all that stuff, he was definitely the one. You got to give him credit for everything. Yeah, and like the the, the murals crap. and shit and all that stuff, yeah. and then we and then we also did, you know, the cutty shit, you know, like you had the waysos hitting, you yeah. know, doing, you know, all those guys, you know, so it was kind of like a dope balance because we were coming from all angles. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, there's like that. But we one. weren't out there beefing with everybody either. We were just doing our own thing. We were partying. We had fun. You seen us out? We were very accessible. We weren't like you know, yeah. So, yeah, shot that. Shot the smart crew. There was that one. There was that one piece. It was like it just said "save money and rack that." Yep. And, and <laughs> yep. One of the uh, one of the letters was the thing that you put into. Yeah. The, to the <laughs> I'm, just, I'm glad you caught that. Yeah. yeah. Only a few people caught that. Take that out. I saw that shit and I was like, oh well, no. Graffiti writers <laughs> caught that, but you know, yeah, yeah. That was a, that was a good time. What was your? When did you start like uh, kind of stepping away from that, like becoming more of like family oriented and doing probably the like ten years now? ago. You know, ten. Yeah, ten years ago, probably. I was kind of like. Yeah, I probably stepped away, but I was like a kid, you know, I started when I was like four, like, you know, mm -hmm. my earliest memory was like, you know, shout out to Cuba, um, like seeing him when I was like 11, he was rocking tags with like a backup tag like on my block, and I was just like, I seen him doing it in real life, I was just like, he was like my biggest influence, those guys, you know, those DBI dudes, um, Cuba's my man though, and he was like, and then, you know, I started young, you know, we were just getting it in early, so I mean, I, you know, yeah. After, like, you're getting arrested and doing all this, you know, dumb shit, it's like something had to, you know, something had to give. Yeah. You got Still always, always had those drunk nights where you would go out and do your thing and, you know, leave in a, leave in a bar or something. But um, it wasn't, like, top priority. I was trying to make some money, you yeah. know. You got caught by VS? No, never did by them, but by just regular, yeah. Yeah. What do you, do you pay I, was, I wasn't that popping. <laughs> they weren't coming for me, really. Do you pay attention to the scene now? I pay attention to the scene out here in L.A. I don't know what's going on in New York. Um, I look, I follow a few Instagrams on New, in New York. I see a people still, you know, still, I see a bunch of homies still crushing it. Um, I, feel, I pay attention out here. Out here is very active. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I used to see kids broad daylight. I'll be on, I'll be in traffic. Um, you see dudes like broad daylight um, getting in on the highways. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. JDI and all those kids, MTA, those crews are just smashing shit. The rollers. Yeah, just everything. The, the rollers to me is what's probably most impressive because they're doing that shit street side. Like, yeah. they'll do it right here. Yeah. And yeah. and those shits take a long time, you know what I mean? And yeah. they do them really well. Yeah. In New York, like, I feel like those type of stomper rollers are, are few and far between compared to here. Yeah, the p police presence is different here also. Yeah. What's it like? There's not, there's, it's not really existing. I mean, they're not really they're not really patrolling. Like, you don't really see that many. Yeah, not like New York. New York was like, you had... Undercovers, this, that. It was, you know, um, yeah. Out here, you get the helicopters. I don't know. I can't really call it because I've never done it out here. So I was like at a different time in my life. But I know homies that I'm cool with here that are getting it in, like crushing it. Mm -hmm. um, 
And yeah, I think you just feel it. It's light work out here, kind of. I drive around and, and I don't see, I seriously think we've seen like, I don't, I can't even remember seeing a patrolling cop. No, yeah, it's weird. If you're yeah. downtown in New York or anywhere really, you're going to see them every three yeah. minutes. Yeah. yeah and I, I really wonder why that is. I mean, I don't know. The city's going off, though. I yeah. mean, Los Angeles. You could just drive around and see how hectic it is. Yeah, no, no doubt. Yeah, how do you, like, in terms of, like, raising raising a family out here, do you feel like this is a good spot to raise a family? <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, no. Like, I mean, you sure. I mean, there's definitely got to be cleaned up, you yeah. know. Um, the homeless situation's crazy. You know, the mental health situation's crazy out here. Um I mean, downtown's crazy. My shop downtown's hectic. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just it's it needs to be cleaned up. I don't know. I'm, I don't have the answers for that stuff, though. I'm not no politician. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, it's you know, I gotta explain to my daughter like why she's that dude's pants are down like while I'm driving her to school in the morning. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of it's kind of crazy, you know, yeah. that I have to have those conversations with a four year old. Mm -hmm. But you know, it is what it is. You know, yeah. it's just where we are right now. You know, you hopefully I get to move away someday, and you know, she doesn't have to see this kind of stuff. But right now, you know, yeah. You feel at home here, though? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of, like, uh, your work in the service industry, uh, prior to the deli, what was your experience working in the service industry? Oh, I worked, like, back of the house. I bartended. I was doing, like, you know, front of that. Just everything. Everything but cooking, you know, really. That was really my, my, my shit. I was just, like, you know. You know, I worked for John Seymour at Sweet Chick. I was helping him to open up the, the, the Lower East Side one. I learned a lot from him. Um, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, I did everything. Uh, my mother, my mother owned a bunch of comedy clubs back in the day, and uh, not owned, but she worked at a bunch of comedy clubs um, in Midtown. So I would bar back and run food and do all that shit, waiter, you know, all, everything. So mm -hmm. I was just in that industry my, my kind of my whole life, like loosely, you know. Yeah. Do you think that was like the training to be able to do something like this? Definitely the training to be able to interact with people, and you know, um, yes, and also yeah. The, the, you know that hustle you know the, those people you know, that 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 industry's crazy so yeah that that definitely that work ethic you got to put into you know yeah definitely and also being able to talk to people customer service you know that type of thing definitely obviously yeah is definitely you know a main component of what i you know try to offer at my shop how did the how did the hat thing come about and like how did that is that organic that it just blew up like how it did yeah it was pretty organic i mean me and my partner we knew kind of you know me coming from you know the background that i came from and knowing what shops i kind of loved going to i had a you know we had a we had a we had our homie jamal um sky pager from the bay big big freight you know he's he's a bigger he was a bigger feedy writer as well he did my logo for me um I kind of knew what I wanted. I wanted that like classic, just you know, script. He fucking, he nailed it. Um, and uh, the hat, we just trying to, we were just trying to do like just dealt like uh, just. Not, we weren't trying to do merch. We were just trying to do like a, just like something you could grab. Like it wasn't like a thing. Like we were just trying to like for our staff to wear. Um, we sold a few hats. And uh, yeah, it took off. People really just love love the the design, the logo. Um, and then we had some notable people rocking it, and it was just fucking went off from there. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. um, but it wasn't. We I did not set out to like start like a streetwear brand. <laughs> that wasn't the goal. Yeah, it's just an extra. It was just an extra blessing on top of you know, um, being able to sell sandwiches. Yeah, and it just happened organically. Happened organically. Yeah, Travis Scott actually lives by my shop, um, and he rocked the hat one day. Went off, and he rocked it for like two months straight. And it was just like you know, he, that's when he was like in his height height. 
and he was like on that. He was on the float at the Astros Day Parade, rocking like a maroon one, and just and the, people seen that and it just went off. And like, yeah, it was just. And he he bought it just because he liked it. Because it was just he lived on the block. Of, he used to get sandwiches at the shop. He liked the hat. Yeah, it was just the yeah. He used to live on my block, uh, by my old shop on Beverly. Um, and he would come in for sandwiches. You know, I see him in the alleyway, and we'd say what up to because we, we, we had mutual friends, and I'd say what up to him, and he'd come in, and he knew my partner pretty well, and yeah, it was just organic. It was just pretty crazy. Yeah, how often how often do you? Uh, well, actually, no. When when you started making them. What, did that happen on the first drop, or was it like no, a no, 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 no. It took like a year, or uh, it was like we were open for like a year. You know, we would sell some hats at the shop. People would grab them and rock them and stuff. But I think if you want to talk about like when it took it to like another level, is when you know he was started wearing it, and then people started really wearing like their deli merch and like Zabars and all this other stuff, and and it just now it's just like a whole, it's a whole thing. Yeah. How often do you make them now? I can't. I mean. <sighs> Once a month, probably, you know, we make a ton, and yeah, it's just, yeah. Cool, cool. So, we saw a lot online, we saw a lot at the shop. Yeah, let's go. What do you, what do you have planned for, like, the future in, in terms of the deli? Right, well, just, I'm opening, you know, I'm focusing on Las Vegas right now. I'm focusing on these shops right here. We, I mean, this is a new one. We just, we had a fire at our old one about a year ago. So, we just really, literally just opened this one probably nine months ago. So, just getting the shop styled in. I'm going to open up late night, evenings. Um, getting beer and wine, all that stuff. So, yeah, we're just, you know, just growing these shops and extending hours, trying to be open for dinner. Um, that's really it. And then just focusing on Vegas and then maybe, you know, maybe New York possibly one day. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Why Vegas? Vegas was, a, you know, a, a friend of mine. I was, you know, a friend of mine works in the casinos out there. He, he, he does a lot of marketing for them. He introduced me to these guys, Frank, Frank Lorenzo Fertitta. Um, we hit it off. I got, I got, I understood what they were kind of doing. They were trying to get, they were trying to like, op, you know, they were kind of like the people who lived in Vegas, place where they would go. And that's kind of what I kind of, I, I kind of was like, oh, okay, I don't want to be on the strip because it wouldn't make any sense. But if they're, if they're, they're kind of catering to the people that live in the, like the showgirls, the, the dealer, the bartender that live in Vegas, kind of like needed a sandwich shop to kind of like, you know, for them. So I kind of, you know, we were talking, and Vegas is the number one, uh, you know, um, tourist capital of the world. You know, I don't know if everybody, I mean, it's probably common knowledge, but it's like, you know, it's worldwide, worldwide recognition, and it's, uh, you know, only four hours away. So I was like, fuck it, let's do Vegas. You know, why not? Yeah. Um, what is your, what's your day to day like? Because I can, I can only imagine, like, I feel like I got work to do with this shit. And I can't imagine like I having three, four businesses. No, so, like, it all depends on what you know. It all depends on what week it is or what, what's going. Like tonight, I have an event. We're doing a pasta night here. If you guys are around, come by. My boy PJ, he's doing like we're making pasta. We're giving it out. We have tequila and wine for everybody. So we're gonna do like a dope event. It all depends on what you know what's going on that week, man. Honestly, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, you know, I'm gonna sneak away, pick my daughter up from school today, and get her ice cream, and then come back here. You know, mm-hmm. just like that's you know, all you know. It's just stacking the day with always doing something. Yeah, always busy with some sort of. Project. Always busy, you know. It's it's nonstop, but it's great. Yeah, you know. I remember when I was bored and miserable, so it's good to be busy and you know happy. Yeah, absolutely. Yo, thank you so much for. Um, of course, thanks for having me. Yeah, coming on the show and, and speaking, and uh, thank you for the sandwiches. Of course, always. Thanks for yeah. Hell yeah. Yep. Peace. Peace.